Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. For everything for everything indie, for everything cults, it's the Blue Horseshoe now. Here's your host, George Bremer and Ryan Hickey. And welcome into another edition of the Blue Horseshoe Podcast. As always, Brian Hickey and George Bremer here with you. A loaded midweek pod. Why the hell not? We got a lot to talk about here, despite the fact that the Colts are giving you on the field at least, George. Not a lot to talk about for sure. We will discuss the starting quarterback for 2023. Is on the roster right now. We'll break that down here in a second as well. We talked a lot about George, head coach, quarterback. Obviously, the dream scenario for most Colts fans, I would say, is Jim Marlboro, head coach. Bryce Young at quarterback. If you only have one, though, if you said one of them is guaranteed, would you rather have the head coach or the quarterback? Who would you rather, uh, rather have? We'll get into that as well. And Jim Mercy is doing a very interesting, very nice, we'll say, a uh, little bit for fans here where he is flying a few fans out and kind of having a New Year's Eve party in New York City then having them go to the Giants game uh, the next day and they're flying him on his private jet. So if you were on that private jet and you got to talk to Jim Mercy for a few hours, what the hell would you ask him? We have a few questions. We'll get into that as well. So a loaded pod, as you can tell here, on the midweek edition of the Blue Horseshoe Pod. So let's dive into it, uh, dive right into it, George. We are seeing the tryout, basically what has been the 2022 uh, season has turned into a quarterback tryout. We've had Matt Ryan, we've had Sam Ellinger, and we just are coming off of the Nick Foles uh, debut, which did not go very well whatsoever. Three turnovers, awful play. Was it seven sacks off the top of my head? It was a very poor performance from Nick Foles for sure. So kind of get you thinking, because if you go back to the conversation we had with Eric at home about two or three weeks ago, if you missed that, which is why you got to download and subscribe to the Blue Orchard Pod to catch up, we talked to draft analyst uh, Eric at home, just kind of, you know, get an overview of quarterbacks. And he mentioned basically outside of Bryce Young, there's no one really he sees right now in the first round that is a week one starter. So it kind of makes you think, George, okay, if let's say they don't draft Bryce Young, they do draft a quarterback even in the first round, most likely they will not start right away. Is this so if we at least look at it from just week one, week one right now, next year, is this quarterback for the Colts on the roster? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, at this point, I'm expecting Matt Ryan to to either retire uh, or to, you know, try to to restart things somewhere else. I know he's under contract for another year here, uh, but I think the Colts part of the whole reason Nick Foles is starting right now has to be that injury guarantee, uh, which means the Colts don't want that money, you know, on the books next year. Uh, you saw how quickly they moved on from Carson Wentz. I, I can't imagine that they're gonna they're gonna be much more uh, lenient this year w- with that situation. 
Um, and Nick Foles, you know, I, I don't know what he could do in the last two games to kind of erase the sink of, of, of what happened on Monday night. Um, there's a lot stacked against him right now. I mean, obviously he didn't take any first team snaps until last week and you're working with a bunch of receivers who you haven't really been around. Uh, it's really training camp for him right now, as far as where he's at in terms of his relationship to these receivers, uh, you know, where you should be this late in the season, obviously nowhere close. Um, but even with that being said, he's under contract for another year. Uh, but I just don't see him being the guy that they turn to even for week one. Uh, and obviously with Sam Ellinger, I mean, if there was thought of him being the week one starter, I think he'd be out there on the field right now. I mean, you'd be trying to get him as much experience as you can. So I look at those three and I just don't think I've learned to never say never. If, if this year's taught me anything, it, it's that. Um, but I'd be surprised if, if any of the three guys who are currently on the roster are the starting quarterback, uh, you know, September of 2023. Ideal. Like if we're sitting here and talking about things in a perfect world, uh, well, first Jim Harbaugh and Bryce Young would be the head coach quarterback for sure in a perfect world, right? But let's just say that uh, if we're talking about at least close to a perfect world in George, I would say Matt Ryan is the quarterback for week one next year. So I just think more than anything else, his experience being in the league for so long, being able to kind of teach whatever young rookie the Colts are able to, to draft next year, I think that would you know do wonders. He's clearly out of the three quarters right now, the best, obviously the best of the three. Not, not saying a lot. But still, he's got that going for him in one of the worst quarterback rooms, maybe the worst quarterback room in the league. But I think that experience could just be so valuable to whoever they do end up drafting that. I think for me, that would be the if you're the Colts and everything kind of breaks your way or you can kind of get what you want, I think that should be the plan for 2023. But now if you leave that perfect world, enter reality, and you're around this team like every day, George, in the locker room. Uh, Matt Ryan obviously took his benching for Sam Ellinger the first time. In you know He took it with grace. He was there. He was a very stand-up guy. He was a professional. His teammates, when he was named the starting in for the Raiders, kind of talked about his professionalism. You know, he kind of backs him. Ellinger. There was no drama, no sulking. Do you think he would sign up? Because that's if Matt Ryan's back next year, he's signing up knowing for the most part they draft a guy. He'll start, but he's not going to probably finish the year. Would you think he signs up to be kind of, let's say, a placeholder for, I don't know, half the year, 10 games maybe? No, I just don't see it. I, mean, I think the reason he came here and he was pretty open about it was to to try to get that that Super Bowl ring, you know, the missing piece of the puzzle for him. So I, I think if he does anything next year, it's going to be trying to find a spot where he maybe feels like that's an opportunity again. I don't know where that would be, uh, you know, right off the top of my head. I, I can't think of a, of a spot he could just walk into. I mean, we talked about a trade deadline. New Orleans still kind of sticks in my mind as, as, as a possibility. Uh, it's a team that might just be a quarterback away. So, uh, you know, maybe he wants to go there. Maybe the Colts can facilitate that with a trade. Maybe it's a release and he signs there. But I don't think that – I think he either retires or he's trying to play somewhere where he feels like he can, you know, take this team uh, all the way. Maybe if Jim Harbaugh is the head coach here, maybe he's convinced that that he can make another run at it here. Um, so that's the one possibility I could see him returning, but I don't think he would sign up with the idea of, Hey, you're going to, you're going to hand this off in December or late November or, you know, however that would work out. He's a professional. He's a guy who's done everything team oriented. I just don't know what's in it for him. I and mean, if, if that's the scenario, I think it's better for him to just go home and, you know, raise his, his twin boys and, and move on to whatever's next for him. You know me, I've been someone who's defending Chris Ballard and thinks he should be brought back next year. But you talk about just a damning mark in your resume where we're talking about a placeholder, right? We're, like, we're not talking about a guy that gets you the playoffs or a guy that can be a positive franchise guy. For right now, have a review of this conversation is just a placeholder for 2023. 
And we are sitting here looking at all three Kuroks on the roster saying we can't make a case for any of the three to just be a placeholder next year for will we presume be a rookie quarterback for half the year or 10 games. That's pathetic. Like that is really pathetic. It does kind of give you, but you know, that that's this offense has wrought that. I mean, when you look at, at the numbers, and we were talking about the fourth quarter numbers the other day, but 30 turnovers is just Ugh. an unfathomable number. Somebody brought that up to Paris Campbell after the game in the locker room, and he didn't know. He was shocked that it was that high. I mean, he knew it was high, but you know, 30 is just off the charts. Um, the third down problems that they've had, you know, the fact that this team has twice not converted a third down in a game, and the rest of the league has done it twice combined. Um, the red zone issues that they've had. I mean, there's just so many situational football problems with this offense. It's it's broken in so many ways. Uh, and I think that's part of it, too. Why would you want – these quarterbacks are a little bit scarred. Why would you want them uh, to come back with that PTSD and, and, and try to start anew next year? Let me ask you this question. Speaking of quarterbacks and PTSD and, and guys coming in with – yeah, it's, it's, this offense is broken for sure. We presume we think the right path for the Colts should be drafting a quarterback in the first round. It was announced earlier on Thursday or on Wednesday. My days are all confused. I'm sorry. It's one of those funky weeks that the days are all mismoshed together. So I apologize about that. But earlier on Wednesday, it came out that the Raiders are going to bench Derek Carr, presuming the last two games of the season, and Parker, he has a similar injury guarantee to Matt Ryan has. So they're the Raiders, basically telling you, we want flexibility this offseason. And you would presume that's going to signal the end of Derek Carr's time with the Raiders. I, well, we got to ask, George, because at this point with the Colts, any kind of veteran quarterback on the market, it, they're going to be in the mix for. Is it worth it if you're Chris Ballard to take a flyer on a guy that you think probably will not go for his highest Carson Wentz did in terms of draft capital being, uh, what was that, a first and a third uh, two years ago? Would you take a flyer on a, a guy like Derek Carr? I think it'd be more worth it if he hits the market just flat out as a free agent if they just decide to release him. I don't think that will happen, but we've seen stranger things uh, than, than that occur. Um, I will say if, if you're doing that, I think you'd have to be paired with a later round guy. I mean, that would be one of those things. Like if you're taking a shot on him and hooker, kind of one of my favorite scenarios where, where you're grabbing him and he's injured and you're going to see if he can develop and, and you don't know, you know, when he'll get on the field or if there's a later round guy, like maybe Jake Hayner, somebody like that, 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 that you might want to take a look at. Uh, then I think Derek Carr comes into play. I don't feel like he's the right guy to bring in, though, if you're drafting a first-round quarterback. You know, I don't think – when we're talking about that placeholder kind of quarterback, I don't see him in that role. I don't think he's – I think it would be too costly uh, to bring him in for, for a role like that. Uh, but I will say this. I think Chris Ballard's had a lot of interest in him the last few off-seasons. Um, I think had he been actually available – I mean, there's always been – you know, it, it's kind of the annual thing with the Raiders, right? Will they keep Derek Carr? Will they not? Um, I think every year the Colts have sniffed around uh, and seen, you know, whether or not he would be available. So I think he's somebody who would be on the radar. But again, I, I think at this point, no quarterback move can be made in a vacuum. You know, everything's got to be in relation to what else you're doing. So if Derek Carr is the guy, uh, then I think you've got to you got to go look for more of a, you know, lottery pick type of lottery ticket type of quarterback in the draft. If somebody later in the draft, what they've done in the past with Sam Ellinger or, you know, um, that that kind of a pick where it's it's not a guy that you're expecting to play right away. I don't see bringing Derek Carr in here and saying, hey, you know, keep the seat warm for for the new guy. So you put a poll out there on Twitter at Ryan underscore Hickey number three at GM Bremer as well. That's the guy, would you want Derek Carr? 
55% right now of the voters say no. Uh, first of all, two things. One, I'm surprised it's actually that tight, 55% saying no, 45% saying yes. I thought it would be a lot more, you know, a wider gap with the majority favoring the no's. Uh, and I'm with the no's because at this point, like I said, I think we talked about the quarterback carousel at this point now for three or four years in a row. You're spinning your wheels endlessly. You're right now, you're batting one for three. Okay, Philip Rivers is a home run for what, you know, what you thought about him coming in. You got 11 wins. You made the playoffs. And again, arguably maybe should have beat the Bills in that wild card game. Let's say that's a home run one for one. Well, you swung a miss on Carson Wentz. You, you, you failed miserably with Matt Ryan. So now you're one for three. Baseball, you're in the Hall of Fame. For, for this right now, for the Colts and their future, especially, you are going down the sewer. So at this point, I'm not taking another chance with a veteran quarterback. He's going to be 32. So realistically, he's young enough with now with how long quarterbacks play. With his with Derek Carr's injury history, he's only missed four games. And this is, you know, so in his long career, in his nine-year career, so this guy's been very durable. And again, 32 is still the age where you're still in your prime and you see guys like Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers playing well into their well, for Tom Brady, going on his late 40s now, which is kind of crazy. But even Aaron Rodgers in the late 30s, you still have realistically, let's say, a five-year window of some high-level play, you would think, from Derek Carr. With that said, no. no I, I'm done, George. I'm on, the, I'm on the boat now. I just can't get off of you have to get a quarterback in the draft. You have to try to take a stab at your next young franchise guy and build a, a roster around them. And also, too, like I don't think the Colts are a Derek Carr guy away from being you know, a playoff contender and or you know, Super Bowl contender. So it's like if that's yeah. not going to really get you over the top, then what's the point? That's the best argument to me against it is the fact that I don't think you're going to bring him in here uh, and suddenly think about this team winning the AFC. Um, so at that point, you know, if you're going to have to bring him in and build around him and he's got, like you said, maybe a five or six year window, you know, you're going to use half of that up just just getting the team where you want it to be. Uh, and then you're going to be right back in the same boat a couple years later. Uh, where you're just trying to go find another quarterback. So uh, that, to me, is the biggest argument against doing a move like this. You know, you bring in the rookie quarterback, and, and, and that's the whole point. You bring in the rookie, you build around him. You know, this offense, like we talked about, this offense is is horribly broken, irreparably broken. I don't know if they're going to blow the whole thing up the way that, that I talk, but I think the offense, is it's going to happen. You know, the, the offense is definitely going to be almost a complete rebuild. You, you've got Michael Pittman. Uh, you've got Jonathan Taylor. You're probably going to choose between those two. Because you're not going to, I doubt you're going to extend both of them this offseason. So you're probably going to have to make a choice between the two of them. And after that, you know, the guys you drafted this year, I don't think anybody else should be completely untouchable. You know, if you can get something that's going to help you uh, rebuild this offense, I think everybody else should be on the table in doing that. If that means moving up to get Bryce Young, uh, you know, whatever, whatever shape that takes, um, there are very touchables on the offensive side of the ball to me. Absolutely. And you're right. And, and I like that point. It's a great point, too, because like, if you bring Derek Carr in and basically, you know, he's going to change what Matt Ryan couldn't and what Carson Wentz couldn't. It's a definition of insanity thinking that we're just a quarterback away when you're right. You've seen holes in the offensive line. You know, Jonathan Taylor, I would say mostly on the offensive line's fault for his regression. But the fact is he regressed. And again, the, the receivers, while we lauded them, and I think roughly so in one sense for, you know, playing better than expectations, except for a lot of the young, unproven guys, it's still where they have to get, you have to get better. It's not like it's like this is a finished product, but this is one of the best wide receiver uh, rooms in the league. You still have work to do in that area as well in terms of development, in terms of bringing more talent. So you are right. Like this is, they are not a quarterback. Well, we've been saying that all season long. It's been pretty clear now, especially let's say the second half of the season. And now it's like, you're right. You're bringing Derek Carr. Well, next year's a wash no matter what, because again, there's just so much you have to rebuild and, whether it's the offensive line, you, you completely overhaul. Whether it's a receiver trying to get more talent there, it's just it's going to take time to get a, an actual roster 
around the uh, around the quarterback for it to succeed. And then also you also got to line up with the defense right now that's playing really well. But in two or three years, that defense going to be playing at this championship level that they're playing at right now? I don't know. So if you're going to, you know, it's easier to have a guy maybe in the draft if you hit and hit big, you can have a guy erase that. Like we've seen Patrick Mahomes win all the time with the Chiefs, but that, de- that Chiefs defense is not very good. But we have that eraser, and it makes things a lot better. Derek Carr is not that eraser. So, you know, even Derek Carr plays some, you know, top 12-ish, you know, quarterback play in the next few years. If that Colts defense aggresses, Derek Carr's not good enough to make up for that and, you know, win some of these games on, on his right arm alone. So, yeah, I'm with it. Like, there's no real point. I'm actually nervous when you said the Colts have shown interest the last few years and kind of sniffing around because that's the last thing this team needs, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I definitely there's there's some interest in the past few years, and, and there may be this year. You know, I don't know. I mean, you've heard Jim Mercer already say he doesn't know what direction uh, they're going to go with quarterbacks. So I, I'm not going to rule it out by, by any stretch of imagination. I just think you're spinning your wheels at that point. Um, you know, if you don't, but I also can see a situation where if you don't believe, if they feel the way that we do, that Bryce Young is the guy and nobody else is really, you know, a first round worthy guy where you're picking, um, then maybe you do go that route, you know, just because you got, you got to start somebody, you know, and you, you got to, I think one of the things about this franchise that that's different, I'm not sure right now that there's a stomach for for a full rebuild. You know, when I talk about press that button, like my whole nuclear option idea, I don't know that Jim Irsay has a stomach for that right now. I think he's still interested in selling tickets. Part of that is is selling hope. You know, the idea that you're trying to win this year. So, draft first round quarterback, boom, that does it. The other way you do that is to bring in an established guy the way they have the last few years. So that's why I wouldn't totally rule out a Derek Carr acquisition. I don't think it should happen. I'm not advocating it. We just enumerated all the reasons why it's not a great idea, uh, but it's not something I could totally say is 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 off the table. I'm just trying to think really quickly uh, to wrap this conversation up, George. I think trading for Derek Carr is probably the worst case scenario this year. Like, I think that's even worse if you don't draft a quarterback in the first round because I would agree. If you don't love someone, don't take them. Like, it's, I think they should. But if you just can't convince yourself, you have no conviction of anyone outside of one guy, or maybe even no no guys in the first round, don't do it. Like, I just, you don't take a guy to take a guy. But I think even worse than not drafting a guy in the first round, I think it's, it's training for Derek Carr because, again, it's kind of signaling the definition of insanity, thinking, oh, we're, this is, we're going to get it right. This is going to be a guy to turn around. Derek Carr is not the guy to turn around. His cap pick is big. The trade conversation you think would be decent. Again, maybe not Wentz like with a first-round pick, but still decent draft capital that could be used on other areas to improve this team. If you're going to say go with a veteran placeholder next year, Jimmy G is a guy that I would look at and say, okay, I'd be more interested in him than Derek Carr. I mean, Mitch Trubisky maybe. Like I think I could go through the list of guys less talented than Derek Carr that I would sign up for. So you got that flexibility, and they would cost less, both money-wise and acquisition-wise, compared to a guy with Derek Carr that, again, it's solid. He's a solid quarterback. He's not going to get you over the top. He's not going to make this team a division or, or a Super Bowl contender next year or even in the near future. I, I'm looking at it right now. That might be the worst case scenario this offseason. Yeah, I mean, when you when you take the cap hit in and, and what it's going to take to get him in terms of money and, and draft capital, I'm, I'm with you 100%. I mean, uh, it's just it's not it's not worth the juice, right? The squeeze there is not worth the juice. Right. Absolutely. That is for sure. All right, let's talk a little positive, George. Let's talk, you know, we kind of talked about the best case scenario earlier. Head coach Jim Harbaugh, quarterback Bryce Young. If you can only get one, right? If I told you right now, you're guaranteed to get one. Your choice. Would you rather have the head coach or would you rather have the quarterback? We'll discuss that when the Blue Horseshoe Pod returns. <laughs> 